comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet, no GPS, no text messages, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Head, I put it. Down. It was in my head too, but it's the wrong <laughs> podcast, Daryl. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is the Walking Dead podcast, not nothing's on. But uh, join. Well, thank you for joining us this week, everybody. Uh, as you can tell, because you're listening to me, our buddy Russ, who normally your dulcet, whose dulcet tones you would be hearing right now, you are not. Uh, I am going to do my humble best to take his place this week, but I did not do this alone because I am not a fool. Uh, on the other side of me over here, Mr. Aaron Newworth. Hey there, it's a good feeling right now, so we're doing this show about zombies where the world has ended. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and the man who, you don't, if he tells you he's going to show you a shadow puppet, don't take, don't take him up on it, Mr. Daryl Taylor. Instead, just pull my finger. Yeah, it's less dangerous and less, less, likely dangerous. To call, less likely to cause a lawsuit as well. Well, I don't so know about that. Less actionable. So. Maybe. So this week we had uh, Fear of the Walking Dead, um, Honey, right? And then, uh, let's see, World Walking Dead World Beyond, Shadow Puppets. Uh-huh. Uh, I have a little bit of news here, which is kind of cool for me. I, I noticed if you go to the Walking Dead um, uh, YouTube channel, uh-huh. uh, this week they had a uh, read, a table read with Carrie Payton, uh, Eleanor Matsura, Cooper Andrews, Paul Lazaro, and Josh McDermott from The Walking Dead. Uh, reading from an upcoming episode, uh, episode ten, Splinter, of which of, of which show? Of Fear of the Walking Dead. A Fear of the Walking Dead. Okay, so yes. you had the Walking Dead cast members reading the Fear of the Walking Dead script. Yes, yes, yes. cool. Yes. <clears throat> they even advertise it on an on demand when they. It was interesting. That. It was cool to see these actors again. I mean, they've been yeah. You know, Josh McDermott's kind of working on a mullet, which is kind of interesting of his own, but with I a cap. Know. He's kind of a. Uh, yeah, so it was fun. If you if you want to check it out, it's a cool table read. They uh, they 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 kind of have some fun with it. And it's not too long. It's a little tidbit for the fans out there. So it's on the Walking Dead YouTube channel if you want to check that out. Um, that's all really the news I have. Sorry, everybody. There's another there's another bit of news. Oh, is there? Oh, good. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a it concerns Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Lucille. Yes. Heard about this? Have you heard this? Yes, oh, I did. No, I forgot about they it. they have cast. Uh, his wife for whatever next season or whatever they're doing with it. Uh, they've cast Lucille. You know who's going to play Lucille, Jim? Have you heard about this? Have you, you heard this? I have not heard this. No. Yeah, her, it's an actress by the name of Hillary Burton Morgan, as in uh-huh. Mrs. Jeffrey Dean Morgan will be playing so, Lucille. The whoa, Walking whoa, Dead. whoa, whoa, whoa. 
So his wife in real life would playing his wife on the show? Yes. I'm sorry, I have to go pick up my brain from the floor. She just blew <laughs> yeah, my mind, man. buddy. Gee, I wonder how she got that gig. I don't she must know. be a really good actress. Well, she was great in One Tree Hill. Well, that that is the that is that that is the news there that they're they've 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 cast a uh, a a human face for Lucille. I don't know what that means exactly beyond Flashback. like flashbacks or I don't know chupacabra dream sequences or something. But uh, <laughs> and from what I I mean I've read all these comics, so I feel like I should know this. There is no Lucille in the I mean there's no we never see her. We never see right. like an image of her. So this will be another kind of like, hey, we're going to explore Negan a little bit more. And uh, honestly, I mean, given how much I've come around to liking Negan based off these pre- these past few seasons with him, uh, I welcome it. I welcome seeing more if they're going to do more that, you know, works for it. The uh, Fear of the Walking Dead, you guys ready to get into the episode now? Just do it's it. The, um, it's episode uh, five of season six. The episode that Forbes magazine online, uh, Eric Kane calls, quote, the worst episode of the season so far. Oh, <laughs> Uh, it's called Honey, and it's with uh, starting off with Sherry and and Sherry and Dwight. Now let me ask you something. I'm just in a general way. Mm-hmm. You ready? Mm-hmm. Sherry kind of a jerk. Uh huh. Yes. Okay. Good. I thought it was just me. Mm-hmm. Did you, did you, I didn't hear you. What'd you say? I said, is Sherry kind of a jerk? I mean, for a reason though. <laughs> it's not unjust. Really though. Really well, though. I mean, if you think about. Who knows what she went through being, you know, in that thing and being one of Negan's wives. I mean, that... We start out this episode, and it looks like Dwight and Sherry have uh, set up housekeeping in a basement yes. somewhere, in a home somewhere. Yeah. They're making scrambled eggs or hanging out. Then uh, she's rereading the letters that she left for him that he collected. Mm-hmm. He, uh, you know, they have a nice tender moment there, and he said he was trying to make him bring himself back to the guy that she fell in love with, the guy that he was before Negan. And the saviors, um, in, in you know, a very kind of a sweet and tender moment, and they're all back together. And I'm like, great, this is awesome. They're back yeah, together. Yeah, too happy. Awesome. And then um, they realize that, and then they has to check in with the Rangers. Uh, Al didn't check in, so now he has to. So he covers for Al because he doesn't know what's going on. Oh, I just got that. That makes sense now. <laughs> Why she didn't check in? <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, I didn't think about that until just now. Which also right. set her off, right? That makes sense. Why it set? Yeah, it set her off. Sorry, get my notes. It's okay. Let's go through the paper. <laughs> I quite, hear that. Sound I'm quite, like, that's loud. <laughs> sound quite voluminous. <laughs> it's a lot of. Things. Dwight's like, hey man, you know, I I, I want to run away. Let's you and me run away. We can mm-hmm. get somewhere away from Ginny and all that. We can get out of here. We can break away. And Sherry says uh, she can't do that. And then she leaves the room. And Dwight hears noises. He picks up his hatchet. And he like goes through the hallway or whatever, and the next thing he knows, he's, he's like waking up. There's a masked man in the window. Well, somebody watched the strangers. Yes, I was gonna say this is right out of strangers. Yeah. This is a good little jump that they do here. I like yeah, that. I yeah. like that. He gets captured, and he gets put in a swimming pool. As you do. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, that's what always happens. He's like, and they take the the hood off of him. And he's like, where's Sherry? What are we doing with Sherry? And he goes nuts on the guy in the pool with him, takes his gun and puts it to his head. And as he does that, everybody standing around the pool pulls out automatic weapons and points them at him. And it turns out Sherry is one of these masked people. So, <laughs> well, I, let me say this one thing. If you go ahead, both of you, if please, you watch ahead. the promo that start, you know, when it comes on the, the, the whole thing, 
it tells you in the promo that she's one of the masked people. Okay. Because she's just, holding a mask in the the when they show the body, you know, the her her outline of her and and uh and um what well, and Dwight, you see her holding the mask in her hand as they're hugged up together. I mean, you learn this right away. So it's not like it was a seasonal yeah. mystery. So it's not oh, like, yeah. I, I don't watch these promos on purpose generally, but I wouldn't be upset by it either because it's like, it's not like they held it out to the end of the episode. So it's like, whatever. well, not the promo promo. I'm talking about the little art thing. That okay. At, even, that part. Yeah. even then it's like, they're, they're not hiding that. They're just like, no. yeah, it's, no, no, it's no, the no. whole Pretty... open of the damn show. <laughs> so it's right. like, whatever. But so I like when the show does things that are weird, like having a whole group of people dressed in masks to like address somebody. I feel like fear is not a weird show in the way that walking dead can be a weird show. So it's it was a little jarring to be like, well, that's a choice. <laughs> like they have these this weird mask cult uh, or whatever your group uh, to kind of get in here. But then I realized why they're doing masks. Uh, it's because later on when they have to have a guy jump from a horse onto a SWAT van, they can hide the stunt guy with a mask a lot easier. That was my main thought there. Well, duh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's like that's literally the only reason they had masks. So they can hide the stunt guys like that. Sure. That's what I that's, that's what I came up sense. with. Well, you can't have the actors doing those stunts. Yeah. It's too dangerous. Insurance would be astronomical, man. Come on. In boots? No way. I'm saying. No. I'm going to go with my problem on this. Okay. Here's this guy. He's been devoted to her. Yes. He has followed her literally across the damn country reading her letters. Yeah. They are been together for like, oh, I don't know, maybe a week? It seems yeah. like they've been in that place for a little while. Probably a week. Maybe a few days. At least a few days, right? Why didn't she just tell him? Pardon my French. I'm sorry. Why didn't you just tell him? Why didn't you just say, hey, look, dude, I'm with these people. We're trying to take down Ginny. I know you're not a fan of Ginny. You know, why did she have to have him be abducted and taken like a hostage with a bag over his head like Tony Stark in Iron Man 1, you know, and then put in the pool like that? I mean, why didn't you just I I can agree it's a little theatrical. It is. <laughs> a little? Okay. All right, I, thanks. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like this is just like a gimme that I have to give to the show as far as making it more dramatic than it needed to be. Because, yes, I completely agree. It's like, why did you – yeah, why did not Why not just tell him, let alone why have this whole elaborate ruse go on where she disappears all of a sudden and, like, mask guys creep out and take him away? Like, it's like – that's a lot just for a cold open. I was going to say, and immediately after the cold open, put your guns down, everybody. It's okay. He's safe. He's one of us. Yeah. Well, then she says she tries to say uh, that she didn't know that that was how they were going to bring him in. Uh, that was supposed to be the cover up. Which is a yeah. weird like because it's like you were you were literally just in the same room with him and you right. disappeared. Like, what was the, what was exactly. the plan initially? Right. <laughs> like you were about to have sex five seconds ago. You mean to tell me they were standing outside like waiting? Ew. Yeah, because that's what they're. Yeah, I mean, that's what you think about it. She thinks she tells Dwight she didn't think he'd want to be a part of their plan to bring her down. Okay, and that's her excuse for going through all this. Whereas I'm like, oh, or you could have asked him. Well, the only kind of off thing with this is Dwight is not some, you know, like a nerdy civilian guy. Like he's mm-hmm. someone who has fought a lot. Like I mean, he was a soldier more than you know. Like and they and they're. That's the thing that kind of throws it off. It's like you should know that he's kind of he pretty much he's a warrior in terms of people in this world. There's some that are not fighters and there's some that are. He is a fighter, period. So she should have known better that he would more than likely 
I mean, plus she's got to know he's no friend of Jenny's, right? Right. right that's what's right. getting I mean, me. Like that's what's getting me of this whole yeah. thing where it's like, like you guys are you guys are doing stuff for her, so clearly you're best friends forever. Like like, like the guy, <laughs> like no one likes because you stuff. know how Jenny works, right? She yeah. makes you do stuff. It was so. the kind of thing where like that whole pool conversation, confrontation with guns and stuff. I'm just thinking mm-hmm. there, you know, this is a whole like take two minutes and explain things and everybody's cool type of yes. scenario. And that tends to frustrate me in yes. draw like dramas a lot. Yes. Uh, this yes. it's like, yeah. fine, I'll allow it, don't, I guess. Don't, don't read any comic books from the seventies. Cause you just, Oh, I know the plot of like two thirds. <laughs> Even if they had just said to him in the beginning, we are, we just don't want, we don't want you to know who we are because we're scared that they'll use your friends to bargain you to give us up. Maybe like yeah. I get, even get that if they said something like that, like, or she said, look, Dwight, I'm in with these new people. Yeah. We're trying to take down Ginny. We, you know, they're wearing masks. So, you know, it, you know, if you get tortured or whatever, you won't be able to give them exactly. up. You know, exactly. Just hear them out. And I mean, instead of putting a bag on his head, putting a gun to him, you know, and uh, putting him in a pool, no skateboard, no way to ollie his way out of there. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on now. Anyway, they uh, say, look, tell us where Ginny's going to be or we're going to kill your buddy Al. So now we know what happened to Al. All right, call me Al. Things get super tense, and then Raleigh shows up. That's the case you remember. He's the guy that, uh, he's the henchman of Logan's that Dwight gave a second chance to mm-hmm. way back. Totally forgot about that. Yeah. I, I was able to piece that together. Like, I, I had a feeling right. like, all right, I can... I can vaguely remember something like this happening. And then he explains that they're going to their their plan is to blow up the SWAT van. This goes by. Mm-hmm. They've got like you know four sticks of dynamite, and Al is just laughing at him. It's like, dude, <laughs> you can't blow it up with that. <laughs> I know they should have looked it up online. And then she's like, you don't you don't have to destroy it, just steal it. That's better. Exactly. <laughs> Which makes total more sense. I know. So so here you have this whole group of like almost no leadership at all. I'll say that all of this stuff that we're kind of picking apart, like, I didn't mind it, but it was all made better by the fact that I really love this action sequence coming up, so I was like, all right. I did. Like, <laughs> I did. I yeah, you're hot. The Indiana Jones-ness of it all, man. Yeah, it it. yeah cool. scored some points for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they decided to go steal it by catching the SWAT van on horseback. Uh, lucky for them, there's only one drive, one guy in there, the driver. And, uh, man, Dwight goes all Indiana Jones. He's sure born on that dude. He, like, comes up in there and, uh, kicks him out. And, uh, the driver gets kicked out of the truck. They take it over. And they start to go back to go get the driver. And they see a familiar face on horseback coming to him. And it's our old friend, not Morgan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what to call him. He's not Morgan. He keeps saying he's not Morgan. So I, know. I, mean, I don't want to I disrespect know. him. You know, I, I would have been happy to he... see a scene of him lassoing the guy by the feet and starting to drag him like that. Would have been fun. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted that scene. Uh-huh. His line was awesome too. He's like, know. "You lose something, because I think I found it." <laughs> <laughs> I know. I like that. And he's dragging him behind the horse. Um, Sherry doesn't know who Morgan is. No. So now we know for a fact that she's not the one who saved him after he got shot by Jenny. Remember, we had that thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Floated, it might be her. Well, it definitely wasn't her. Um, he's like, look, why don't you guys all come hang out with me in the Hidden Valley? We'll make ranch dressing. It'll be great. <laughs> and Oswald says, nah, let's go kick ass with a SWAT van. And then uh, Morgan's like, when we do that, you're going to put it in jeopardy everybody that we care about, everybody that's still living with Jenny. Um, they just need, you know, we just need to get this new spot ready, and then we can move against Jenny. 
and Sherry's like, nope, I'm not leaving these people until Virginia's dead. Dwight's like, fine. Then they go attack now. They go with Sherry's plan. Uh, he said he'd do anything not to be separated from her again. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, it becomes a big back and forth as far as, like, which is the better outcome here. And, I mean, you're, you're talking about, like, if Sherry's a jerk or whatnot. It's like, I mean, yes, they could have used more guidance, which is hopefully what Morgan and gang could do as far as, mm-hmm. like, yeah, we can actually form a better plan here. But at the same time, it's like, I get it. Like, we have the van. We have a team of people that are all really angry at this person. We have opportunity. We can go out. We can, you know, try to ambush him. Like, I get the logic here. I just, I just feel, I guess I feel bad for Dwight and the way she, that she keeps treating I, him in this episode after finally together. I do too, time. but I, I do think, at, like, even before we get to the scene where she talks about it, I, in my head, I always think she had to be, you know, like a wife of Negan. Like, she didn't have a choice in a lot of stuff. Like, I mean, who knows the things that she had to go through hating herself as she had to do it just to survive out of fear. I mean, so that that's in my head as she does these things. Cause it almost feels like she wants Dwight to hate her throughout this episode. Like it almost felt like that. She wanted Dwight to get, just get mad at her and just be like the hell with you already. I think the complication is this show, you know, gave us a lot of space in between knowing this character mm-hmm. and knowing that relationship. So having the back to get, and it's not like Dwight and Sherry were the backbone of the walking dead and the way right. that those two people that, that Carol killed, that was one of them was Tyrese's girlfriend. That oh, we don't talk God. about anymore. Yeah. So, you know, they, those two really made a powerful impression, um, whose names are just too, I, I don't even want to say them cause it'll make me too emotional. Not because I care, not because I can't remember them, um, or care. Um, so by not, ha- by not, by not having, you know, something stronger let alone having not seen them you know seen this character on the you know on the walking dead for the walking dead for the past what four years it's like all right like i want to be able to like see both sides here but we spent a lot more time with dwight we know his struggle a lot better mm-hmm. so i i can i can see where you're coming from jim as far as from like where's the where's the reciprocation here as and what job was know. talking about too yeah, yeah did, same thing yeah say that earlier too yeah so they go to question the driver about where virginia's going to be next and we get the scene where they throw blood and guts on him and stuff. And then uh, the driver says, <laughs> let him eat me, and you've got oh, nothing. So hungry. And uh, Dwight says, nope, i got one. Happy dog. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was also a good line. Um, and it's something they picked up from uh, his old days, right? Because remember he said, you know, I, I know, I know how to get him to talk. Uh, Morgan intervenes. He saves the ranger's ass and... Uh, he reminds Dwight of all the people who'd be putting it uh, at risk, and then they argue, and then he's like, look, if Grace told you, was asking for Virginia's head on a platter, not Sherry, Morgan would be 100% on board, and that kind of shuts Morgan down. He can't yeah. argue with that. I like the look on his face, though, as he struggled with it. Uh, yeah. He's like, well, you're not wrong, you know. Later, uh, Sherry suggests that they, they don't need to find out where Virginia's going to be. They could just uh, bring her to them. Uh, Dwight walkie-talkies that he and Al have found a spot with more than a hundred survivors, and could really use Ginny to come by and make their first uh, make the first overture to them. Uh, so they set this plan in motion. He has this bit with Sherry when he's like talking about how you know they are like my family and you are my family. Then uh, Sherry realizes that she's turning Dwight into something she didn't want him to be. Right? It's like I won't let you become the person you used to be. Yeah, she's thinking about what what he did 
back in the sanctuary. I mean, he did a lot of yeah. horrible things. We don't even know about the other, you know, like you just think about it, like all the the bad things that group did. Uh, and yeah, he did it because he wanted her to be safe. Uh, Al explains to Morgan they could they actually could blow up the SWAT van if they needed to. She lied to those guys. Yeah. Uh, earlier, I thought that was pretty cool. Sherry threw uh, when they they uh, caught the uh, two stealing dynamite. Uh, they throw them in and they lock up Dwight with them too. Uh, he gets alone with Alan Morgan and Dwight admits he knew the whole time that it was wrong to go after Virginia, but he didn't want to let Sherry go again. He uh, frees himself, and they hustle down to the rendezvous point where uh, Sherry hopes to use a SWAT van to gun down Ginny, and then he you know, he, he begs her not to go through with it, if only for the sake of all the people the Rangers will hurt in retaliation. And in the end, Sherry doesn't pull the trigger, but she's not happy about it. And she's like, you made it hard! <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah, twice. Literally. Twice. The hideout, uh, Dwight asks Sherry what Ginny had done to her, and then Sherry explains, this isn't about Ginny, it's about what Negan did to her. She kind of wants to get back at Ginny for what Negan did, um, you know, because she turned people again into what they weren't again, uh, just like Negan did. And she, and, and it, I mean, and I, I was waiting for this, for her to finally have this conversation. And there were times she probably could have killed Negan. But, you know, she was, that's what she was talking about. Like, she, I could have did something. I could have, you know, I could have took him out. Like, I could have, at least done that. I've been in the room with him. I've been intimate. You know, like that's the kind of the conversation without saying it. Like she, if any of any of them, she did have a, the wives had more of a chance to kill him than, than not. That's true. But it's easier said than done. Right. I mean, right. And so you would assume he'd have his guard down. Yeah. Yeah. And then after, after you do that, then what will happen to you? You know, like they're not just going to believe he accidentally fell on a knife or something. Then, you know, what if you miss? Yeah, and <laughs> all of that, all of that. So it's like, but but you get the sense that she's been she's been wallowing in that self hate uh-huh. all this time, which I can't. I guess for me, that's why I I I kind of am okay with how she's been treating. Dwight, because to me, it feels like she really doesn't want Dwight to forgive her and be so happy with her like he is. He still looks at her like she was. And and I get a sense that she doesn't like it because she doesn't feel like she, she should be forgiven. Even the bad things that Dwight did, he a lot of it took him down that path was because of her. Or she, th- I'm saying what she's thinking. Like it's, he did that because of her. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, I guess it could have been a better conversation if they'd had it earlier on in the episode, instead of her in the beginning of it acting so nice about it, like being so into the moment of romance. But it definitely would have explained her motivation. Yeah, I would have preferred if she had not been, so, you know, like they've had a little bit of a conversation about. It, and she could, you could see the reluctance with her to be with him and not, you know. I think they did a ton of a better job because we had a similar thing with this with, um, with, uh, now I can't remember anybody's names. 
you know, our favorite guy from last episode, uh, John. John. John, June. And, John Dory. And June. And June went through a similar thing of feeling, you know, that self-loathing and stuff. But uh-huh. I think they did a much better job in the writing and dealing with that. And they had more time. And they, you know, they were introduced on this show. Right. Like, you, you don't, you're right. not, they're not making up the lost time and covering right. their right. tracks of things. Like, I'm, I'm trying to give the show a little bit benefit of the doubt here because I think the work is there. I just think it's hard to you know, smash two different shows together with so much time in between them to make this resonate more than yeah. it does. Like it's a bit, it, it's a, it's a tough ask uh, on the audience it part. And, Cause I think it's this, the, the, the stuff's there, like they're doing mm-hmm. the work. It's just, it's hard to like connect with it stronger than if we, you know, had characters like John and June where we spent like a whole episode with them and knew like their right. whole story in a relatively short amount of time without having a space between it. So mm-hmm. I get it. I hear what you're saying. Like I, I, I agree. So uh, they they have a discussion, and she's like, you know, she was going to kill Jenny come hell or high water. And he's like, uh, she says, you need to leave. You know, if you're going to try to slow that down or stop that. That's paid by numbers. I knew that was coming. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. We we, we should be together, but we can't be together. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He leaves the camp. He stops by the wolf dog's pen and lets him free. That's when we get Um, symbolism again. mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, a little, yeah, yeah, just a, just a little bit. A little bit. Uh, Morgan, Morgan, and Al talked to Dwight, and they were like, "Look, uh, Sherry and him took off uh, with our, you know, the Walker hostage or the Ranger hostage. I'm sorry, and Dwight should come with them. So he does. They first they uh, find a couple of Walkers that look kind of like Dwight now. They dress them up in their clothes. I like that idea. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. They beat, beat their heads a little bit to, you know, mess up their faces. And they set them loose in the crossroads where they're going to be, hopefully be found. Um, to convince the Rangers that they're dead. Uh, and they lead Nora and the rest of the plague people to their new home down the road in Hidden Valley where they make the ranch dressing. And <laughs> As the episode ends, Dwight draws an eternity symbol and an arrow. Because he hasn't given up hope. I I, I do like this, like the, uh, I like that this ties back to what Fear the Walking Dead is trying to do as far Mm -hmm. as making these people altruists. Like, like having having them be like, hey, we got the plague people from last, you know, the couple weeks ago and we're going to bring them to somewhere. Like we're doing, we're helping others. Like even in the midst of this whole Ginny situation, they're still like, look, we can make things better for people. Like they're still trying to like tap on that route. Like that's if if that's what the the you know fears kind of mission statement supposed to be, um, then I I'm glad that it's trying to find ways to still incorporate that into the into the series. There was no uh, after credits uh, sequence this week. Yeah, for well, not this fear, show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for this show. Just want to let everybody know. Yeah. So, guys, mm. what is your Toby rating for Honey? Uh, let's go alphabetically. Aaron, A. A. Ron. <laughs> I, uh, you know, picking things as part aside, like I actually really like this episode. I mean that, yeah. As silly as the mask thing was, I did like the like they went for a jump scare. It's like, oh, that's fun. And then they had this, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark action sequence. Where I'm like, well, this is cool. And even like the conflicting, you know, th- thoughts from Morgan and Cherry and Dwight about how to handle everything. Like I just, I thought this was all like interesting stuff like is interesting territory to cover so i like this i'll give it a four out of five on the tobies i think this is a solid fear episode and daryl um i i didn't dislike it either i uh i still i did enjoy it for the most part as well um 
And I guess I I just kind of pull, I give Sherry the break because I mean, I just kind of pull from that. Like what, you know, Negan is a good guy now, but I mean, we go back to that, you know, like he was not a good guy at all uh, mm-hmm. before. So going through what she had to go through, I get it. I get why she, you know, made bad choices and acted the way she did. So yeah, I, I liked it. I, I give it a, a three out of five. I'm uh, with you, my brother Daryl. I am also going to give it a three out of five for a different reason, though. Like, it's kind of a mixed bag for me. For instance, this is, I, I, I'm with you, Aaron. This is one of the best action sequences they've ever had on this show, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the horseback riding and, you know, the, the taking over the SWAT thing. I thought it was a great, great to see a uh, really cool action sequence like that, especially since we haven't seen anything like that in quite a few episodes. Um, that was great. I love that part of it. Uh, I love the hot topic, uh, refugees. They're fine. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but then there are other things, uh, the whole, um, uh, motivation with Sherry didn't work as well for me. I don't know. So it's kind of a mixed bag for me. So, uh, I'm going to just go pretty much down the middle with a three, but, uh, who cares what we think we do actually, or else we wouldn't do the show, but we have, uh, a place where you can express yourself and tell us how you feel. And I realize that there may have been other things on your mind in the past few days, <laughs> uh, other than, other than Walking Dead. I, I can't imagine what that might be, but you know, I'm sure there might have been. Uh, so we are in a relative dearth of, uh, Toby's this week. Uh, and since, um, our good friend Russ is not here, I have asked the dulcet tones of Aaron Newarth to take over for me in the Toby reading of Yokiyushi Sawada. Well, and I'm going to do that right now uh, because he, there's certainly a, uh, a lot here. So here we go. Four regressions out of five. <laughs> One, so Dwight hears that Al didn't check in and he like, I'm sure she okay. She like family and she missed the check-in for us, but I'm sure she's fine. Two, Sherry says the maskers are people. Virginia deemed them to be unworthy to be part of her future. Yeah, no way. I can see why there aren't tacticians. Uh, they're headstrong and most likely would get get the shit jobs, literally. Uh, three, of course, the goal should be to get the van back. How can we not? How can we destroy it? Why wouldn't you want the van? No tactics. These idiots Four. Hey, Morgan's back. That's lucky. The way it looks new Morgan, which can which I still call the Reaper is now only kills if it's self-defense, which after six Morgans is good enough. <laughs> Five, Dwight, we can just run away. Sherry, she'll just hunt us down with her bounty hunter. Morgan, no, she won't. Just a heads up. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice pun. Nice pun. Well done. Six, Dwight, we tried your plan, Morgan, and didn't work. Now we're going to do my whiff, I mean, my plan, blunt force. Morgan, quick history lesson, Dwight. The saviors lost the war. You lost the war. <laughs> Seven, in conclusion, Dwight and Sherry are really bad for each other. They bring out the worst for each other now. Eight, why would you tell him there's a group of at least 100 people when there's barely 10? Of course, they're going to come with a big group, especially if the van never checked in. No tactics whatsoever. Disgusting. This was a four out of five. Uh, nine, oh. I missed last week's episode, and I don't see other Tobys here, so I'll just give my two cents on last week's episode. Five, you're a damn good cop, John Dory out of five. And ten, I think Dakota is one junior's is the one junior's protecting. Kampai. Thank you, Mr. North. I appreciate that. Yoshi for the uh, elaborate rating. 
Hopefully next week when there aren't uh, other distractions in the world going on, we'll have a few more ratings to share with you all. But uh, just, you know, facebookgroup.com, the Walking Dead TV podcast group, come join us. Uh, give us your two cents, just like Yukiyoshi said, uh, did this week. Uh, next, let's move on to The Walking Dead CW Beyond. I mean, World Beyond. Uh, this episode is called Shadow Puppets. Uh, at the end of last week's episode, there was something in the woods, everybody. I was hoping it would be Michael Myers to come and take care of all something. these guys, but no. But no. It was a dude named Percy. What? And this is like the first dude they've come across, like on their whole trip, right? As far as I can tell? Yeah. Pretty much? Yeah. First they're wary of him, but then Iris is like, come and enjoy, you know, sit by a campfire. And uh, he says there he was traveling with these two dudes. I, Iris like, Iris gives up on Silas like real quick. He's like, oh, there's another I, guy. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I, was gonna, doing, I was gonna say something about how she was just so <laughs> into this guy, like from the jump, like I went from ends meet to options, and I'm no, choosing uh, <laughs> using this guy apparently. <laughs> Jeez, poor poor Silas. I mean, yeah. He's, he's the sneakers on the phone line, man. That's so sad. Very much. Anyway, he tells stories about traveling America and all the cool stuff he's saying. And, and buying. And kind of like, uh, you know, kind of, you can tell maybe he's not telling entirely the truth. Because uh, Hope kind of notices some things in the stories that don't make sense. It says that the thing he really lost is a truck with a trunkload of fuel, right? He wants to go back to where these guys, Mike and Tony, are camping out to get it back. And Iris is like, look, we'll help you steal back your truck if you give us a ride. He's like, sure, no problem, because I'm exactly as I seem. And I do not have duplicitous motives in any way, because everyone is honest and pure in the wasteland of the walking dead, right? So the next day they leave a message for Huck on the boat, telling her they'll be back soon. They go off. Silas, of course, doesn't like him because he's jealous. They, uh, you know, they take the, they take this path or whatever. Um, Hope doesn't like him either because she has a better sense of sense. Right. And they, she doesn't trust him. Yeah. I, uh, I hate to interrupt you. I just want to write it in here before we get too far in the world beyond. Johnny Stower has just written in with the Fear of the Walking Dead review. Uh, oh. He, he writes, I'm halfway through, but here's my review. This season's working out so much better than last year. I actually enjoy the show again, which is great. Oh, cool. Good. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks for chiming in, buddy. All right, back to back to World Beyond. Sorry. No problem. So they get to the spot, right? And Felix wants to like do some reconnaissance and see these dudes before they do anything, right? All right. Purse Purse is like f that, and he runs out to go hotwire the truck. Now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I'm I'm going to stop here too. Please go ahead. Well, you, first you, you up, first. because I always love you. Whenever like on the Walking Dead, they're like, "We'll hotwire it," or we'll just stick a screwdriver and something and turn in or rub some wires together and it'll work out this is a, like this kid knows how to hot wire i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure he's sure. gonna pick that right up but then i'm also looking at felix thinking this guy's like what like master of defense and his plan is like let me just can't see me but i'm like looking around the room and then just like sprint out there as if like that's the way to get like this <laughs> there's and you know what i like this episode overall but there are some really dumb moves that are made as far as like people that should know better that do things anyway that are because he's the train guy <laughs> but isn't isn't felix supposed to be like the head of a security that's what I'm saying. yeah, some stuff? yeah like, he's the train like guy. he's supposed to like he's supposed to know this kind of stuff he knows the, the world room. yeah 
And yet the nope. first chance he gets, he's like, well, let me, if I look around like three directions, then I'll probably be safe. Let me go run after Percy, this guy I don't know. Uh, it's just like, come on, dummies, get together. But they get in there, and it turns out there's a plate that's been bolted over the ignition wires. <laughs> um, and Tony is dead in the driver's seat, seemingly shot in the head by Mike. I was like, there was, I had a bit of whiplash. I was like, wait, what happened? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, the only thing I thought of was here was, hey, what's that guy on 30 Rock? Oh, well, I'll get there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Percy grabs the knife off of Tony and heads off to find Mike. He gets the keys back. Uh, Iris goes to help him. Um, she's, you know, she's tired of needing saving. She wants to save someone. And, you know, she has, like, no experience in, you know, in fighting or anything. So. Um, My issue the- with that, too, is she, her whole thing is we... Uh, stopping because everyone has to kind of like protect her is is slowing down everything but you also are making people go putting yourself in danger when you can't handle yourself is also putting people in danger and also uh, you know slowing down the whole plan yeah so, yeah and she's the genius one so the um, the plan originally is for Felix to go to the building to help Percy. Hope and Elton will stand outside, and Iris and Silas will stay with the truck to guard their bags because all they put all their stuff in the truck, right? Uh-huh. Iris is like, "Oh no, I'm gonna go." And Silas suggests that he goes uh, on her. On her I'm sorry, Silas, on Silas's suggestion, uh, she goes off to find a way to the building. She finds Percy in there, who split off from Felix. And the hair, they both head upstairs. They find a, a still-lit cigarette in an ashtray, and they hear sounds of somebody in a bathtub. Uh, Percy gets the keys out of jacket, and they're getting ready to go. And then Percy spots his stolen supplies. He gives the keys to Iris and tells her to meet up with the others while he grabs the supplies. Uh, Iris makes it halfway down the stairs, and she hears a gun. Or she hears Percy pleading, and then a gun. Um, she runs back up to check on Percy, and surprise, it's all a scam, as if we didn't know this. Um, there's no Mike. There's a uh, zombie chained to the bathtub, splashing around, uh-huh. and the supplies that Percy went are just stuffing. Uh, Tony is not dead. Uh, Silas is distracted by the gunshot. He's looking around for his friends. Tony grabs all their crap and makes off in the truck. He's not even looking around. He's just looking straight and uh, just yeah. not paying attention. Sil- Silas is suffering from a huge uh, case of uh, you had one thing to do, I just and yes. like you yeah. really, really <laughs> yes. caught it badly there. And oh blew it. goodness! Uh, well, Iris sees Percy going away, uh, running off. She tries to go after him, but she falls into a dumpster where she's fighting a couple of zombies. Yeah, some Star Wars stuff here, which I liked. I right. didn't like this. It was. It was a little bit of that, and it was like, I get that they're walkers, and it's an unstable footing, but it was a little bit of Bruce Campbell fighting bookshelves and Evil yes. Dead also. So yes. it's, like, it's like, you can't get out of here, and these guys are having a really tough time getting into a dumpster. Like, climb over it. Right. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> jump in. Like one, she did. Well, only yeah. one other person needs to open the door. The other I guy can jump into the dumpster. <laughs> you have a weapon, again, that's designed exactly for this. Like, it's not, it shouldn't be this difficult. Uh, Felix and the others try to help her out, but more zombies are coming, and that's when uh, Percy and Tony come back to help them, and they all drive off. 
they camp when the truck becomes bogged down by debris of driving through a whole bunch of zombies. Tony's Percy's uncle, a professional magician. Sure. I, so, um, so far, I, he's now the, I'm sorry, real quick. Yeah. He makes him the most annoying person in the apocalypse. I mean, Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I like Scott Adson. So I was like, well, that's fun. Like, they got, they got this guy here. Like, yeah. I, you know, you got, what's her name? From Mad TV over on uh, Fear the Walking Dead. So, uh, so Mo, Mo Collins. So I'm thinking, like, all right, throw, throw in another improv comedian in here. Like, let's see what that does. So, you know, magician, sure. Let's see how we'll that takes us. But uh, Tony has been taking care of Percy since the kid's mom ran out. And, uh, he knows sleight of hand, he has prosthetics and stuff, and they use, they try to use that to getting what they need without hurting anyone. So they just con people out of everything they own. Is that nice? Um, it's quirky. Iris, it's quirky in a nice way. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I mean, if you're going to give me, like, random curveballs in the show, like, I'll, I can take this a lot better than I can take other ideas. Uh, Iris is, uh, of course, hurt by Percy. <laughs> um, she thought she had good instincts when it came to people. Um, Which I don't know where she got ever. They they pretty much reconcile, you know, after, you betrayed me, you know, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Goes on. Um, nothing bad really happens. Um, Percy and Tony, um, as, as the episode goes on, Percy and Tony decide to put on a shadow puppet. Uh, for the group, Tony notices that the uh, CR symbol on Felix's jacket, and he shows that their truck was also was stolen from the CR. Um, there's a fueling depot nearby, nearby, and Tony had figured out a routine to get in and out without too much fuss. And he asks uh, Felix to help him uh, secure a ride to New York, so you know maybe use the status of the CR to help him out if he needs uh-huh. uh, needs to. And uh, that's some foreshadowing there. And that's pretty much the episode, unless I missed something. Well, then they show the, the whole shadow puppet. Oh, the shadow puppets, right? Which, again, I really liked. I, 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 I like the shadow was... puppet in the beginning, the opening. I thought that was the best opening to me so far. Yeah, for this yeah show. it was cool. Yeah. But I like seeing the whole thing. Like, the music was a little much, but at the same time, I don't mind it too bad. And they got really dark <laughs> as far as what they're showing on there. So. Oh, that's true. Uh, but no, I, And then there's, you'll get to the post-credit thing, I guess. But, I mean, there's, I, I, I just, you know, I thought that was a fine ending. I did not see the post credits. Oh, you did. Oh, you didn't see. Okay. No, oh, I did not. I'm Jim, sorry. I mean, if you go to Facebook.com/slash/groups/slash/login.tv/podcast, uh, <laughs> you'll see that Mike Jones was very helpful in posting uh, the fact that there was going to be a post credit sequence this week. Damn it, Mike Jones. I'm or, so sorry, sorry. No, uh, jo- Johnny Stower did. Johnny Stower did. I'm. Oh, thank you, Johnny Stower. I'm so. I've been. I can't imagine what I could have been uh, <laughs> had were, my mind on this week. You don't just pay attention to the Facebook group uh, during uh, all weeks of the year. <laughs> There's, I mean, there's nothing else in my life, really, so, you know. Same. Yes, there was one this week. It was, you have, um, um, I couldn't get the, Daryl, did you watch it? Yeah, I did. Okay, because there was some doctor uh, whose name, uh, I, yeah, I don't I wrote, like, Dr. Oh, Palpa. wait, all right, wait a minute. I, no, wait, I read about this before. This is the woman from the last uh, After Credits episode. Yeah. Uh, she has like a big study about the uh, the zombie virus, and there's a draw hand drawn picture in there of the two sisters, right? 
Yeah, yeah, she's like so they she's, signed a card or something. Yeah, like she's signed a card or something for their you, dad. You get a picture of that has a picture of her and the dad and like uh-huh. some other scientists. Then you have a picture. Then you have you just have some information that it seems like they're all connected in some way. Right. And she's doing some research, and then it zooms out, and you see some some kind of like you know secret bunker or something in the doing some research. You hear a lot of zombie or walker or t- empty <laughs> noises in the background. So like they're working on something. Something's going on. Something nefarious. They're up to no good. Of course they are. I did think we were going to get an information dump with them to finally know that something happened with the with their uh, uh, you know village or whatever you call it. That's what right. I thought was going to happen. I thought they were going to be like, we came from that area and everybody's dead or something. I thought <laughs> we they were just, dead. We drove some... through Omaha or we yeah. drove through part of the early part of Nebraska and you yeah. know, a lot of smoke and fire. We had to get that out of there. I thought they were going to do a quickie thing like that. Uh, Jim, you pointed this out also. You put a post on the page also. Uh, wig City this week. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Hope had a wig. I feel like um, Elton had a wig going on too. It uh, looked like it. It looked like it. Like they're trying to. Like I know his hair is supposed to be shaggy because they're like they're outdoors and they're not showering and whatever. But at the same time, like these kids, <laughs> I can spot a wig. <laughs> and uh, I have to get. I have to give uh, all credit uh, for that one to Kyle Miner, one of the uh, stylish uh, gentlemen, mm-hmm. most stylish gentlemen I have ever met. Uh, he's a good friend, but he pointed that out uh, this week about the way, uh, about the wonderful hair appliances this week. Yeah, I, once you pointed that, I, I couldn't stop seeing it on Hope. Like it's like, I'll, especially because <laughs> it it seems to go back and forth, which makes me think again reshoots or something. But it's like, what happened here? <laughs> like there's this is very clearly not hair that you have on your head. Um, so. That seemed notable. Actually, we, we skipped over this whole thing. The, you know, a big thread of this was once again Hope and and Elton, uh, where Hope's trying to not directly tell Elton that she you know she killed her mom, but she's getting closer to him. She wants to like do she she feels guilty, obviously. Oh right, so, I'm sorry. And so she's kind of uh, dealing with that and trying to be like friendlier to Elton and be more involved and be like, can I read your mom's book and all that stuff? So it's going to build to something, obviously. So it's you know. Just out there, and we got confirmation that he was named after Elton John, which I feel like I guessed that right away, but okay, this week made it very very clear. So, what's your big mo ratings? Uh, we'll go with Daryl first this time, since we wanted Aaron first last. Uh, man, uh, this one uh, two out of <laughs> two out of five mo's. I really just didn't like the episode too much. I just did Iris with this guy and then her being in the way and just again, we just have these kids. I don't know how many times they have to be in danger before they start to realize that it's dangerous. Like, <laughs> like they still are saying like they're still acting like it's not a dangerous thing. Like this is it's more dangerous, like a quest, dangerous. a fun little quest. It's just. I don't mean for them to quit, but I mean, you know, at least start to not kids are not that, you know, like they wouldn't acknowledge that the danger is real now that they've been almost killed at least four or five times now, uh, you know, just in this short uh, journey. So it's just and and for the Felix to be the dude who's supposed to be the one trained to deal with all this stuff. He seems to make just as many dumb decisions as well. Like he believed this dude from jump and, you know, wasn't suspicious at all. And, you know, like it just. I just, I mean, I go back to the problem with Felix too. He looks like the same age as the rest of the kids pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's because I'm old or whatever, but 
Uh, he just seem, doesn't seem like that much of a mature influence when he's like, you know. Yeah, but I'm just going about the same age. right. But he's you know, but the show puts him in as the you know, right, exactly as yeah. as the uh, mature lead that's trying to help these and, kids and, and, and the master tactician. Yeah, and the master tactician is he's the head of security. It's like Gurney Halleck and shit on this episode. Yeah, oh yeah, so, I have all the tactics for this. Like, ugh, I just yeah. So anyway. Anyway, I'm I'm right down the middle with it. I'll give it a two point five. It was a an episode of a TV show, and it did exist, and it was on, and I watched it. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> I want to like it. It was I, fine. It was, I do. I want to like it better. Than I do. I want to like CW, it. And I know I keep referencing CW, but the CW ness of it all just turns me off, man. I'm I'm still giving it credit to some degree because I do think these are strong. These past two have been stronger than where it started, and like you want to talk about them yeah. acknowledging the fear. And the danger out there. Well, like the first episode, nothing happened. So, like, I'm happy that stuff keeps happening in this show at this point. That's true. And yeah, like, it, it's and it's, you know, I'm not grading this. You know, these grades don't matter for anything for one thing. But I mean, I'm not grading this against the best stuff. I'm grading it against itself. And as far as what I've seen so far, it's like a three out of five big boats for me. It, it's doing things that are trying to propel this forward. It's introducing some characters that I, you know, the the magician thing. It's like that's that's something. That's something different. I haven't seen that before in ten years of Walking Deading. So it's like that's a, that's a that's an interesting step to take. I do I think there's uh, we did uh, mention uh, Michael Cudlitz directed this episode. Um, I, I think he uh, I I've had thoughts on what he's done on The Walking Dead, and I think he did a good job here as far as the, the look of this episode compared to what I've seen of him do before. So I thought that was a worthwhile as far as you know the general tone and atmosphere of this episode. You got you got some stuff where they're going in the buildings and things like that, or it's there's some surprises and like the shadow puppet stuff is, is neat. Like, so there, there, there's stuff here. And also like, it's an episode that has like a beginning, a middle and an end, which I'm always a fan of when it comes to this kind of show. Cause yeah. it doesn't feel too scattered. It feels like, okay, we had a goal. We had some momentum. We have some purpose, which, you know, compared to freewheeling it with characters that we already, you know, aren't super attached to. Uh, I thought that was worthwhile. And uh, Huck's out this week. I'm not saying the show is automatically better because she's gone, but I did notice that the show seemed to flow a little bit better because she was not involved at all. Um, I feel bad that it has to come at the, you know, the cost of what we think is a good actress who's just not been given a lot to work with so far, but we'll see what happens there. But as it stands, a Huckless episode that had some other good stuff, I was, uh, I was, I was happy with. So uh, three, three out of five big mo's. Uh, we got a few Big Mo ratings in on the on the uh, f- on the Facebook group here. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll get them in real quick. Uh, Gemma Hall wrote in four out of five. Love the shadow puppets. Uh, Yuki Yoshi Sawada wrote in four grifters out of five. One. I instantly dot trust this guy coming out of nowhere with tree branch. <laughs> it's been ten years since the night the sky fell. It's a thing. If you're alone and not with a group, then you're sketchy. Uh, two. No one questions this nomad how he has fuel in this era. Suspicious. Three. So I guess Tony is a popular name in Nebraska. Let's see if it shares the fate as the Nebraskan Tony who died by Rick's hand in season two of the Parent Show. Ah, Nebraska. Uh, four. I'm going to say it. Elton is the best on the show. I love that he's a teen tactician. Five. Iris is insufferably loud throughout this entire episode. Every other minute she is making noise. They're lucky they're in a zombie apocalypse. They'd be torn to shreds if this was a quadriceps apocalypse. <laughs> okay, quadriceps. Uh-huh. Insert clicking sounds here. Uh, six. Oh, they came back because the group was mince 
they passed some tests, I guess. Uh, these guys are like uh, Robin Hood, still from the sticks, give to us. Not the perfect system, but they're alive, so. Right. Uh, seven, love the use of shadow puppets. It did fill something. Um, note all types of puppets are evil. That's true. Daryl, you wrote this. I did. <laughs> You're, you, you are Yuki Yoshi Tsurana. I'm taking the mask off. It's like the end of the episode of Scooby-Doo. And it's you. It's been me all along. Dr. Current is two people? Dun, 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 dun. Three people. Oh, we are legion. He's a thruple. Uh, eight. We're so close for them learning the CR or the bad guys. The sooner they do, the sooner Felix can stop saying we need to go back. Thank you. I agree. Nine. On that note, he did not say to go back. Hopefully this will be a constant. Also, no flashback, I think. Ten. The end credit scene was, ma, in my opinion, thigh, I wonder if Elizabeth wanted the girls to go to the CR on their own, like a test, like how the Emperor was testing Anakin during the Clone Wars. If he lives through, he's worthy. If the girls can get to New York, they're worthy. Kempai. And Johnny Storer chimed in. Uh, great episode. What do you guys think about the end Marvel bonus scene this week? Obviously, this is the military left, don't you guys think? Oh, the leftover military. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, thanks for writing in, guys. Thanks for giving us your big mo's again. You know, Facebook group. Please go join it and give us your opinion every week. Uh, you can do that as a thing, uh, gentlemen. Where else can you be heard on the internet? Let's start with Doctor Current, since we're keeping it current, Mister Daryl Taylor. Uh, you can find me every week for the most part. Uh, hanging out with Jim and, and Donnie. We talk about all the TV and movie news. We just dropped a new episode just before we recorded this one. Yes, so. yes, 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 yes. So check that awesome. out. And also Russ and, uh, Russ, myself and, and Hassan as we, uh, deal with all the Batman related comics and, and, uh, everything and animated and TV and all that cool stuff. And and uh, if you tune in to Nothing's On next week, you can learn how to get yourself a uh, digital copy of Tenet. Yes. For free. For free. We got five of them to give away. Yeah. And they're pretty pretty easy to pretty easy to do, but you have to listen to the show to find That's out. That's right. And I'm, I'm sorry to bump in, Daryl, but uh, the Taylor Network of Podcast, next week we're going to be having a new episode of the Players Club, hands-on with the PS5. Yeah, yeah. Hands-on with the Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and I will be talking about the new Yakuza game. So check that out. I'm gonna be playing myself some Miles Morales later this week. I'll tell you what. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I bet you will. And, and six hours later, you'll be done. <laughs> <laughs> I'll space. Lot. How about you, Aaron? How about you, Aaron? Where are you at? A lot to do in, in Harlem. Um, you can find me on the podcast I host with my friend Abe. It is called Out Now with Aaron and Abe. We talk about weekly movie releases, and we do commentary tracks and a lot of fun, cool stuff. And you can also find me writing over at We Live Entertainment for movie reviews, at Wise the Blue for Blu-ray reviews and variety for some filmmaker interviews, and I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. And uh, other than uh, the Walking Dead TV podcast and Nothing's On, and... Um... And uh, a Players Club, you can also catch me on the Brandon Peter Show at thebrandonpetershow.com and on iTunes under that same name. Uh, every week, I think he's putting them out on Wednesdays, uh, it's the Old Space Show with me and Brandon. We're rolling through episodes of the old show in Space 1999. 
uh, episode by episode, and it's been a super amount of fun, and these episodes are really funny and tripped out, and it's a fun listen and a fun watch. If you want to watch it and listen along, how, so please do. How many episodes are there of Space 1999? There are two seasons. I think the first season is in the neighborhood of, like, 25 episodes. Uh, I think the second season is shorter than that. I don't know off oh, the top so, of my head. So you got like a half a year to cover all this. Okay. <laughs> we're probably, we're almost halfway through now what we have in the bank. I think we've recorded, recorded like nine episodes. Okay. So I'm just curious, so. what's next after Space 1999? You'd have to ask Brandon. Uh, it's going to be a new new co-host and a new show after that yeah. is his concept. So who knows? Okay. I, I know he's, uh, the rumor is the prisoner, but I'm not Ooh. sure his co-host will win. So. Jim Caviezel. Anyway. <laughs> Jim Caviezel. <laughs> there you go. And Ian McKellen. Uh, McGowan. Here we go. With the, we got to go every episode with the, the obscure AMC reference, right? Okay. I get it. So uh, does anybody have... Oh, when there's no more room in hell and the dead walks the earth, remember, don't be trapped in a dumpster full of styrofoam with some zombies because it's not a good look. I don't know. You got you some better? <laughs> I'll take it. Not, not, yeah, that's fine. That works. That's not enough. That, that's not enough dynamite to blow up a SWAT truck. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, and you, there's no room in hell. More room in hell than with dead walk the earth. Remember, stock up on those white porcelain masks because you and your posse are going to need them. All true. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Good night, everybody. Good night. You're a bad